Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Everybody, welcome back to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I am your host, Michael Branvold, and today I'm joined by uh, a friend and, I guess, a client. It's one and the same. Um, I'm joined by Skylar Turtle, who, along with his dad, Joel, manages one of the clients I work with, Greg Ken, um, amongst some other artists, which we'll chat about. But uh, I mainly work with these guys in, in relationship to um, Greg and Greg's career. Um, but I felt like today I wanted to talk about managers because it seems like one of the most common questions I always get fans at fans listeners bands anybody asking whether it's on twitter or email it's like you know i've got a band i'm in a band i've got a career i want a manager can you help me find a manager and some of them i i actually will take the time out and start asking them some questions because um i i'll i'll be honest a lot of them i just don't i you know it's just like when when you're just blindly out of the blue hitting somebody up that you've never talked to before it's like i i don't know who you are from the man on the moon i'm not gonna <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna chat with you um but some of them i'll be like well okay so where are you in your career what do you want what's your goals and and i gotta say probably 99 times out of 100 they have no idea they just feel like they need a manager and it's just like okay let's Let's talk about that. So, 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 um, before we dig in, why don't you just fill everybody in besides Greg? And you can chat about Greg a little bit. Some of the other artists you've worked with, some of the other, you know, activities you've been involved in as a manager. Um, I've worked with tons of bands. I mean, all the way from, you know, starting at the bottom, you know, with cover bands, making, you know, two, three hundred dollars a night at dive bars. To working with people like Greg who play, you know, 10,000, 20,000 seat arenas, you know, so it all depends. But I think, you know, I think the main focus is when I talk to an artist and they're coming to us for management is, you know, most of the artists have an art, you know, a music plan. They're more of an artist. They don't have a business marketing plan, you know, and that's what they need. They need a manager to come in, put in a business plan and help them succeed so so at at what point do you need a manager because honestly you know i would say you know you're just starting your 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 band out or you've just started playing local venues um do you really need a dedicated manager and 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 i'm talking about a manager above and beyond your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your best friend who's who's helping you out you know, a, a real person who is their full-time career is being band management. You know, when, yeah. when, when is somebody ready for that? Uh, I mean, it all depends, but I would say, you know, as soon as possible. I mean, yeah, if you're just starting out and you just need someone to, you know, go to the, you know, show with you and pass around an email list to collect or something like that, you can get, you know, your friends to do that or something. But if you want to be serious in the music business and you want to succeed, I think you need a, a manager as soon as possible because 
like I said, I meet a lot of artists and they just don't have a marketing business plan. And honestly, they shouldn't. They're the artist. If they had the business marketing plan, I wouldn't be in a job. I mean, they're the artist. They need to focus on the music and the art. But it's a business. This is a music business. We're here to make everybody money and we need a plan for that. Well, so so you know, make everybody money. That's that's the big big point because, um, you know, I'll 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 talk to some people and say, well, listen, you know, a manager is going to take a percentage, and and there's all sorts. Let's just there's all sorts of management deals. Yeah, let's tons. Just, for 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 sake of discussion, a manager takes a percentage of what you earn. You know, yeah. there there there's that's real basic level. A manager's yeah. going to take a percent of whatever income you make. So, um, I mean, are, are you as a manager seriously going to start working with an artist who their income is $150 a month? No, it's very tough to do that. And a lot of bands have that problem where they're seeking management and the management looks at the band and says, you're not ready. I can't spend the time. You can't afford, um, the counseling that I'm going to give you. But, at the same time, I, you know, it's just so important to have, you know, advice and guidance, especially early on, you know, but like you said, every, every manager mostly works on a percentage. So, you know, if you're not making money, the manager's not making money and it's very tough to continue on a relationship with that stress. Yeah. I mean, you know, in those situations, if, and I think we've all, we like you, myself, other professionals, there's always been times where we've worked with artists almost for free because you really believed in their music, because you really felt like there was something there. But even then, you still limit the amount you're going to put in. It's sort of like, hey, I, I'll, I'll give you an hour a week. I'll answer some quick phone calls for you. But, you know, I'm not going to be on the phone four hours a day negotiating deals and booking tours and 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 writing contracts for you when there is no no way of recouping your time. So I think one of the things artists have to really come to grasp with is the fact that until you're making some money, you're you're not going to get a serious full-time experienced manager behind you. It's just that, it, it it it's it's just not reasonable to expect that. Is that is that Fair, no, fair that's very fair. Very fair to say. Very fair to say. You know, if you're looking to have a manager oversee the day-to-day business, I mean, and that's really what a manager does. I mean, he oversees, you know, your day-to-day business affairs. Um, I mean, he advises, counsels, guides, you know, decisions that are going to affect the artist's career long-term. You know, and that's management's always thinking long-term, and you know. If you need somebody to really jump in there and see everything every day, it's going to be tough unless you're making some money because it's just a lot of time. I mean, a lot of uh, clients I work with, and it's different. I mean, if you're a starting out band and you're unsigned, the amount of time that you might require might be different from you know a major band that's on tour 40, 50 dates a year. So you know, I guess it just all depends, but you know. We end up doing booking sometimes. We're the press agent, we're the promoter, we're the publicist, um, social media manager, graphic designer. 
I mean, we handle merchandise. I mean, the manager really is in everything day to day, and it is, you know, a big relationship they need to come together on. And so, you know, it it definitely requires a commitment from both. And, you know, unfortunately for some of the unsigned bands, if you're not making a bunch of money, it is hard to get, you know, a full-time manager on. I mean, in in my opinion, that's the situation where – you get you, you you get your boyfriend, you get your girlfriend to sort of play the role of manager. She's the startup manager. She's kind of calling the club and, and making sure they got some posters, making sure what times load in, helping, you know, book uh, hotels for you. You know, that's not necessarily career management. That's just day-to-day operations assistance because it, 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 in my mind what I view your role as a manager is you're, you're really career guidance you're sitting here looking for new business opportunities to take your clients into amongst all the other stuff that might happen but you're sitting here going um, you know what we really need to negotiate a new deal around this because things have changed and we've got more more leverage now. So we're going to go in and, and negotiate better deals for you. We need to find you a different booking agent at this point in time because you've grown out of the last agent. Um, you know, when, when you're just booking around your local town or towns and it's just playing out and you're not dealing with merchandising, you're not dealing with interviews and you're not, right. um, it's, I think it's fair to say you're not ready for a full-time manager yet. You're you're ready for a full-time assistant to help you deal with all this stuff, but not a full-time manager. Your career just hasn't moved far enough along yet. No, and, and you know, some artists think that, you know, they have an album and they're ready. You know, I recorded a song. I recorded an album. You know, I need management right now. I, I need to get this out immediately. You know, and it's really not the case. I mean, I mean, when we're looking, I mean, it's so, you know, everybody looks for something different. I think every manager out there has what they're looking for and they go after that. But in general, I think most management is looking for, you know, what's going to set you apart from the other bands. You know, what's the hook um, and the manager has to believe in the band. If I look at you and I just don't believe in you, then it's not fair to me or the band to proceed. You have to really, I mean, the, the manager is the first line, you know, that has to believe. They have to believe in this town. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They have to see the picture, the big picture, and say, hey, I can do this. I can take you to the next level. Right. And, you know, a lot of artists, like I said, they just have a song, an album, and they think they're ready to go. I need full-time management. Uh, I need a million fans overnight. And I need you to, you know, jump on board 24 hours a day and help me with my, with my career. It, it's not quite that way. You know, you have to start. You're on your own. You got to, you know, 
get your fans on your own. You got to build your online presence. You got to go out there, you know, have albums in the can, have songs you're working on. I mean, every day you got to be out there, you know, working on your craft. And you know, I think, go go ahead. No, go ahead. I I, I was going to say so. Um, besides music, I mean, because we're going to assume that you've got great music. I mean, if if you don't have great music and great songs, go back and deal with that now. Don't even think about managers. But so, and you you you've you've found an artist that interests you. You've liked their music. What what else? Um, beyond the music, are you looking at when you decide, is this artist worth me bringing into my stable? I mean, are you are you actually sitting here going, all right, let me see how many dates they're playing per year. Let me see the markets. Are they returning to the same markets? Um, how many people like them on Facebook? I mean, what sort of, does that stuff matter I mean- to you? I, like I said, it all depends for me personally. I mean, yeah, we'd check the past tours. You know, what size venues were you playing? What was the average ticket price? Um, have you been overseas for touring? What's your online presence like? Are you active? Have you not been on for six months? Um, do you have a 1,000 followers or 50,000 followers? But I think the main thing is personality and honesty i mean at least for riot media and management we're looking i mean it's really like a marriage you know management and an artist are pretty much getting married it's a family and you really need to be able to have a similar vision um and be on the same wavelength or the relationship just won't work and i think really when we're looking at artists i mean you just have to mesh together and make sure you can work together and you know, have a similar plan and similar goals and the same expectations, you know, be realistic together and move forward as a team because you're going to be together for a while. I mean, as much as everybody thinks, oh, it was an overnight success. Now that manager and that artist were together for years working their butts off before they became a success. And I think it takes patience and a commitment and you have to be able to, you know, really get along together. Let, let, let me ask you a very pointed question, because this is an assumption that a lot of artists have. They want a manager because that manager is going to invest money in their career. Mm. Does that I've, does that happen? That has happened many times. A lot of artists think that managers bankroll and fund projects. Um, there's some out there that do. Generally speaking, not a lot that I know of. Most... I mean, some bands are very unrealistic. They think, hey, I got a manager. They're going to put me on a monthly salary. I can quit my job. You know, I'm done. No, the, the manager's not, job is not to bankroll and finance the band. We can find people and put you in positions to have financing, but that's not our job. Our job is to advise, counsel, and guide and put them in the best position to succeed. So... um when when all right how how do you find artists do you seek them out or do they seek you out um usually it's word of mouth i mean usually we'll have somebody say hey i saw this band they're really hot they were looking for management you know go check them out and we'll look up you know where they're playing next and 
go check out the band live. And I think that's really important first is going and seeing them live. I mean, a lot of people I know just go online, like, you know, check the Facebook page. You know, you really need to go in person, check out the band and and see what they're about. And I think you can make a good decision, you know, looking at the band, meeting the band, looking at the crowd, you know, and you can get a good feel if this is going to work for you or not. Do you, do you do that sort of stuff um, stealthy, meaning it's like, all right, somebody somebody's told you this is an interesting band, so we're just going to go hang out in the back of the club, not even let them know we're here and interested, uh, or, or, or do you immediately call them up and say, hey, you guys, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of interested in you. We'd like to come out to see you play. Can you, can you set us up? You know, how does it work? It's happened both ways. I mean, sometimes we'll get, like I said, a call like, hey, you should go check out this band. They're playing Friday night. You know, I think they're really, you know, good and they need, you know, they need management. Go check them out. So we'll go over their stealth mode, like you said, and kind of just sit in the back and observe the crowd, you know, and just observe how they, you know, interact with their fans and, you know, how much management does this band need? Are they totally unorganized and totally crazy or are they, you know, right on the edge and they just need a little, you know, guidance here or there? you know, to put them over the edge. Same time, we might get a, you know, a call or we might see somebody and we might say, hey, we got some interest in you. You know, we're coming over to this Friday's show. Love to meet up with you, meet you, hang maybe backstage, you know, switch some contact information and, you know, really get to hang and meet you guys and see what it's about. So I think it kind of goes both ways. I mean, it just, word of mouth really, really is it. I mean, cold calling is, is tough. I mean, just looking up managers or, you know, cold calling, it's it's a tough, tough gig. Yeah, I mean, I've always felt when you're ready to be managed, um, managers will find you. Because yeah. the word of mouth, because you've been doing something right, the word of mouth is going to start spreading. And, and when I mean word of mouth, it's going to spread within the, the music business community. So that club that you keep selling out, the guy who owns the club knows the manager tells this guy tells the manager hey you you need to check these kids out there they've they played here five times and they keep drawing a hundred more people every time they come in that's how i think it happens it Man is exactly managers are going to go find you when you're ready um if managers aren't seeking you out you're probably not ready no and it, it's very true i mean a lot of the times we might be, you know, headlining or opening a show or whatever, but there'll be other bands on the bill and we'll see them opening or we'll talk to, like you said, the venue management and they'll be like, hey, these guys have come here two, three times and sold it out every time. You know, they, they just kill it, you know, or we'll see them perform live on stage and we'll be like, man, who are these guys? They are really talented. You know, we need to get involved and see what's going on. And I think, you know, the more you put yourself out there in those positions, the more success you're going to have and you know you just really need to go work at your craft every day and put yourself there because you never know like you said you never know when the club owner is going to say hey you know these guys need an opening act for this tour you know i'm going to submit you guys what do you think and they suddenly get on this huge tour they would have never gotten if they hadn't played a $200 night at a club on a right. thursday right right you just right. never you never know or maybe I've been to clubs on a Tuesday or a Wednesday night when there's nobody there. You actually really get a good feel for the band and you get to see them. A lot of bands, though, just kind of take it as a rehearsal. And I would say, you know, take every gig seriously. You don't know who's in the crowd. Right. Yeah, I've, I've always said 
um, play every show like it's Madison Square Garden. Whether yeah. it's five people, five hundred people, or five thousand people, you know, you got to pretend. You got to pretend you're playing to a sold out house. Yeah, we always say practice like you're playing and play like it's your last gig. Right, right. So you you mentioned something in a previous comment about you know a band that's completely unorganized and a mess. Um, obviously, that's not your ideal situation. You don't want to walk <laughs> into a band that is just you know, all of a sudden all you're doing is cleaning up and fixing problems. Damage but, control. <laughs> but would that be something you would consider if you believe in the music enough? If the music really connected with you and you're like, damn, this this is just freaking amazing music. Yeah, I'm going to take on the freaking headaches that this is going to bring along. I am dealing with some of those guys right now. (laughs) No, sometimes, you know, and like I said, if the artists were organized, they wouldn't need me or any other management for that. You know, they would have, you know, it all figured out and they'd be, you know, superstars. But, you know, it's just some of these guys are so crazy, but so talented. You have to just help them focus as much as you can and organize them. So, yes, um, I would work with bands that are, are crazy and organized if I believe in the music and I believe in the hook that they are selling, you know, and, you know, the message that they're trying to get out there to their target audience, you know, we'll deal with some headaches. How important for you is it to have the artist involved in their career from a management standpoint meaning do when you come in as a manager do you want them to just all right guys write rehearse play record we're going to take care of everything else i don't need you meddling in every little hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Business detail. Or, or, or do you want the artist to be actively showing an interest in going... Hey, Skyler, what's going on with a booking agent? Hey, Skyler, what's going on with this contract? Hey, Skyler, what's going on with this relationship? Hey, Skyler, how come there's been no new deals coming through? I definitely think that you need to be persistent. I mean, you need to be on it because if a manager, you know, gets the feeling that you're not committed and you're not taking it seriously, they're going to start to lose interest a little bit. Artist just really needs to focus in and Tell the management, you know, I want to be an artist. I need you guys to take care of my business and marketing. I trust you. I believe in what you're going to do. At the same time, I don't want an artist where I have to make every decision for them and they're just, you know, I don't have any say. It's totally up to you. It doesn't really work that way. You want to get the artist's input. You want to have them involved. But, yeah, you don't want them over your shoulder on every little thing, you know, 
asking you this, bugging you on that, but you do need, you know, interaction between the manager and the artist and you need to feel each other out and say, Hey, you know, I'm not really, not really thinking that tour is going to work or, Hey, you know, I didn't really dig that, you know, producer we went to the studio with last time or whatever. You guys need to figure those things out, you know, and talk about that. And, you know, the more, you know, communication you have, the better. When, when you're dealing with somebody like Greg, um, who's a solo artist, even though he's got a band, it's a backing band. So, but you know, the, the client is Greg. So when you're, when you're talking business and, and, and career, it's you and Greg, and that's what's going back and forth. That's different than when you've got a band. If there's a, there's literally a band of four guys, five guys, um, in situations like that, is it easier for you to manage the band when it's been determined that one person in that band becomes the spokesperson so you don't have to sit here and meet with five people all the time and have yes. five people changing their minds where you just talk to one person, he talks, and he comes back and says, here's the answer. Yes, hopefully that is how it should and would go because – you don't want to have to go to the bass player, the drummer, the guitar player, the keyboard player. Every time there's something going on, you don't want to have to go ask them. You kind of want to have a band, quote unquote, leader who you can go to and say, hey, I need you know these things done. Go back to your bandmates, figure out what you guys can do and come back to me. You know, And it, hope, most of the time it's the lead singer, the guitar player. Usually there's one guy that's got it, you know, was probably the quote unquote manager before you. And that's probably who you're going to deal with. And it's a good thing because, like you said, you don't want to deal with, you know, every single person and everybody's got their own issues and stuff like that. You want to just try and deal with the band, the band leader and have him disseminate the information from there. I would bet it's fair to say that a lot of um, young new bands don't have any sort of, of contracts within the band. There's no, there's no business papers. There's no, nothing. They've done nothing. It's sort of like, all right, it's the four of us. We're getting together. We're playing a band, and we're going to agree to split things evenly, right down the middle for everybody. When, when you have an artist come in, what are some of the very first things you work out for them from a business contractual standpoint? I mean, are you? saying, all right, we're going to have to put together a formal band agreement. We are trademarking names. We are, you know, what are some of those basic things that do need to be taken care of right away? Those are pretty much right where you said the contracts between the bandmates. Everyone needs to be straight, you know, while you're starting everything up. We've had problems in the past where, you know, they didn't have paperwork and everybody maybe thought they were an equal owner other people didn't see it that way and there can be some clashes and you need to get that stuff taken you know care of ahead of time paperwork 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 um my dad's an attorney by the way and <laughs> <laughs> you you need your contracts though and i think a lot of bands and it's fair to say a lot of bands don't have that stuff set in place and i'd understand that but we want to take care of that immediately. We want to take care of copyrights. We want to take care of who wrote what percentage on what song. We want we want to know all that stuff and get it taken care of right away. Yeah, because and those, you know those... if you've had if you've had a past deals, maybe if you had a past deal with a former management or record label, or maybe you're still under contract. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we need to know everything. Put it all out on the table. Let's figure this out, and we'll deal with it. 
Because th- th- those things are, are important because they could derail a career for a long period of time in the sense that um, you don't have an agreement amongst the band as to what happens when somebody quits the band and maybe the lead singer quits the band and he decides he's going to go out and continue under the band name. Now all of a sudden, who's got the right to the band name? And guess what? In in for 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 bigger bands, a lot of times the initial judgment from a judge is um, nobody can do anything until we figure this out. Yeah, everybody's career is stopped for months or years while legally it's determined who owns the rights to something. And that's a huge problem, and we've done that and been down that road, and it's not fun. It's an ugly situation, um, you know. And you hope that you're with your bandmates for a long time, but reality is you're not going to be together forever. I mean, the chances of that are pretty slim. And so, when people separate, sometimes it can get really ugly. And some people think they own the name. Some people think that they have certain rights. And uh, like you said, they get an attorney and the attorneys hold everything up and suddenly you've got two or three albums in the can. You don't know if you can use your name or not. Um, it just it really becomes a problem because, uh, you know, if you've established a brand name, you don't want to give that up. I mean, you don't want to start over from scratch and go out on the road as, you know, ABC when you already had, you know, the band name established. So it's very important. And we've had you know, separation and bandmates and big fights and it just goes on for a long time and it's a real pain in the butt. One one of the things that I want to touch on real briefly with Greg is, you know, he's he's had a, a, a long history of albums. He's released a, a nice catalog of music. I think around um, 20 albums. Yeah, so recently, within the last couple of years, you guys... Um, reacquired all of his catalog back from his record label so he could release it. And I guess I wanted to touch on not so much how did that happen because I can only imagine that was quite a legal wrangling and undertaking (laughs) to get masters back from a record label because that's not something they like to do. But what is the importance of retaining the rights to your masters? Because I guess, you know, we're in a... In 2015, we're in a different time than it was in the early 70s. You know, in the early 70s, in the in the early music industry, nobody was thinking about all that stuff. It's no. just sort of like, all right, here's a record deal. Sign this contract. We're going to do all this great stuff for you. And everybody was happy. You're being treated like rock stars. And and now it's it's quite a different different era. People know the importance of your rights. So what... You know, as a manager, how important is it to do everything you can to retain full ownership of your music? It's very important. And, you know, like you said, getting back Greg's catalog was huge. Um, Being for Greg personally, those are, you know, those are his babies. He wanted those as part of him for his life. But as a business, I mean, we license that catalog. I mean, we do the publishing for Greg as well. And songs from the sixties, seventies and eighties still make money to this day. And you need to have your paperwork in order ahead of time. I mean, there's no way we could have gone into that battle trying to get back that catalog. If we were unorganized, if we hadn't filed our copyrights, um, we had every I dotted and every T crossed and it, 
it paid off in the end because we were organized. We filed away our papers. We did our copyrights the correct way. And you just need, and that's the importance of really being organized and having a management help you and guide you in that. Because a lot of the artists I know don't have copyrights. They don't do sound recording. They don't do any of that paperwork that goes with it. They don't register a song. You know, they have no clue about that, but it's really important. And, you know, I'd say, I don't know about the percentages, but a lot of, a lot of the money that we make for our artists is through publishing back catalog. And the reason that we're able to do that is because we retain the rights to that. And I think that if you're unorganized and you don't have your stuff together, that trying to win any battle like that is just going to be a nightmare and you're going to end up wishing that you, you know, spent an hour, two hours filing away your paperwork, keeping track of it. And then if anything comes up down the road, you're prepared and you're ready to go to battle. Yeah. You know, it, it, what it comes down to is if you don't own your music, somebody else has the rights to use it however they want. And, um, meaning a record label, if that's who owns your music could license it out. And any revenues generated go straight to the record label, and you don't see any of it. You can't, you can't say I don't. You can't sit here and say I don't want my song used in that TV commercial because I don't believe in that product. You have no control over it. And I, I guess that's why you see a lot of the older classic artists this day of age re-recording a lot of their their catalog they aren't re-recording entire albums but what they're doing is basically picking all of their greatest hits going into the studio re-recording them on their own dime and now those are the songs that they are going out to try and license for use so that way they cut out the original masters the original songs so those are never used again no and that happens a lot and we had to do that with um with other artists and greg as well where We've had to do a re-record. I mean, the artist has the right to get their music out there, you know, and sometimes you need to do a re-record. And some fans, you know, don't like the re-records. They're not original, and you can take some flack for that. But um, but there's a it's a legitimate reason why artists do no, it. No, and mean, a lot of people are, oh, why was that a re-record? Why did that sound different? Why did you do that? I don't understand. Well, you know, because we didn't have the rights to it kind of thing. And that's very, you know, that's why it's important to retain the rights as much as possible. So like you said, you can do what you want with it. You can license it for anything you want, or you can say, no, I don't want to, you know, be part of that, you know, Um but it's 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 very important, and especially this day and age of, you know, the digital world, and you know, everywhere, you know, your song can get out everywhere. You really need to have control of it and know what rights you have, and you know, make sure that you retain, like you said, as much of that as possible. Because in the future, you never know what kind of publishing deals you can strike. You know, maybe you have ten, fifteen albums, and suddenly someone wants to come along and buy your whole back catalog. Okay, great, I own everything. Here you go. Oh, wait, hold on. You can't have this song. You can't have that right. song. Um, you, can you can't have, have this you song. You can have everything but the best songs because the best songs are owned yeah. by somebody else. <laughs> oh, really? Well, then we yeah. don't want your catalog. <laughs> or how about, hey, I got a re-record for you. No, I really want the original. But, yeah, it's definitely, you know, you need those rights as much as possible. So, I mean, those rights, you know, if your career takes off and becomes successful, those rights – turn into what what's long been called mailbox money 
Greg loves his mailbox. You know, that's where <laughs> you walk out to your mailbox and surprise, there's a check from somebody for some usage, some fees, something. It's just the money just keeps rolling. You don't have to do anything. You're not playing. You're not filling out paperwork. You're just picking up a check and depositing it. Greg loves those checks. <laughs> we all love those checks. But, I mean, that, 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 seriously, I mean, that's, that's how I think the really successful artists um, survive. You know, you're, you're not surviving at 65, 70 years old by hitting the road and playing live every night. You're surviving because you've retained enough rights that somebody else is doing something with your music that's earning you money. And you're, you know, the, it's a little ding. Every time it's played, boom, oh, yeah. there's a couple more cents to you, a couple more cents to you. And at the end of six months or a year, here's a check for $10,000. What did I do? Nothing, but here's your $10,000. Yeah, we just had one of those checks for Greg. He loves it. And, you know, we have sub-publishers all across the world, and they collect um, royalties, and they pay them back to us, and we pay the artists. And that is because of the copyrights and everything, you know, being set in place. You know, money in Europe. I mean, how would Greg acquire his money in Europe if we weren't here collecting it for him and everything the sub-publishers over there do for him? That's the little things that I don't think everyday bands and artists really quite understand and grasp. And that's the importance of management is they know all about royalties, percentages, and how to make sure you can retain them as well as exploit them later on down the road. Right. Because like you said, that's where a lot of the money – I mean, Greg, you know, he's not out there on the road. He's not selling a million CDs a year. But he's got 20 albums, each album 10 to 15 songs. We own the whole catalog, and we're licensing those songs. I mean, and, and let's, let's be honest. At some point in your career, you don't want to be continually hitting the road. I mean, it's just it's exhausting. It's tiring. It's, it's work. You want to play when you want to play because it's fun to play, not because you have to play because that's what's paying your rent. No, and, yeah. and 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 if you've if you've retained your rights and you've got a manager who's who's um, managing this properly, um, you can be sitting back and collecting money and and enjoying the work you put in as a young band. Yeah, and when you went on the road years ago, you don't want to be on the road when you're sixty or seventy. Like you said, it's not fun. You know, it's. Everybody, when they're young, thinks, oh, the road, let's go on the road. It's great. You know, it's fun. It is fun, but it takes its toll on you. And, you know, later on in life, you want to be set. You want to have your publishing and your catalog making that money for you. And like you said, be able to say, hey, no, that gig's a little too far away. I'm just going to take this fun gig over in Hawaii for the weekend, you know, kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. But, yeah, if you don't have your publishing and you're just trying to, you know, rough it on the road, when you're 60, it's going to be tough. So before, before <laughs> and I know we, bands out there that are still doing that. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot of bands that that that's you know they they have a day job and they go out and tour on weekends. You know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday they play casinos and that you know that that's how they survive. That's how they survive. So um, before we wrap up, I wonder without naming names. Um, and getting too specific, is there any sort of war story from a management standpoint where you're like, let me tell you this thing. Don't ever do this. I, you know, here's, here's something that just, oh, man. that just 
blew up in somebody's career because they didn't do it the right way, they did it the wrong way, they didn't sign a paper. You know, is is there anything that comes to mind where you're just like, don't ever repeat that again, don't ever do that thing again? Uh, I, you know. I think it just comes down to multiple multiple times of people not having their contracts in in place, and uh, you know you go into a situation and you know maybe the artist brings a piece of paper that says they have the rights to do certain things and they don't, and you record an album or two and you find out that uh, you could be infringing on some things, you know, and it, you just really. I just going into management from now on, I really look at the contracts and I really try to make sure we understand where they're going and where they want to go. We've had bands come in and I think some, you know, horror stories are that we'll be together for a month or two and I'll think things are going good and the band will come in and, you know, we want to leave. You guys don't, you know, have a million fans for us right now. We're not selling a million records. And I think that comes down to the expectations and uh, we always try to have realistic expectations you know, for the band and for ourselves and try to plot that out because we don't want to go down the road and have horror stories where we're, you know, putting out albums and been in the studio for two or three months and the costs are adding up and we're just about to release an album and the band, you know, implodes on themselves or doesn't happy with the outcome because they maybe didn't see, you know, down the road what your vision was. Right. Right, right, right. So, where can where can people track down you and and Riot Media? How can they find you and and reach out to you? And I guess more and finally, are you interested in solicitations of bands? Let's just be uh, right up front. Do you want always, a band? We're always interested in bands. I mean, we are a, a small group here at Riot Media, and we try to focus our attention on the artists that we have. Um, but we're always looking for new music and new artists to catch our attention. You can find us at riotmedia.com. Um, you can find me, Skylar Turtle, Twitter, pretty active there. But, I mean, we're always looking for good music, good bands. And you know what? You never know. We might be able to pass you on to um, a label or another active management company or, you know, a touring agency. So you never know. I mean, I would say to reach out to different managers, different club owners, and, you know, just put yourself out there. And I would tell every band and artist to work at your craft. I mean, I know the music business is fun and exciting, but this is a job, and you really need to take it seriously and, you know, put in your time and work at your craft and enjoy what you do. Enjoy what you do. Yeah, good advice. Good advice. Skylar? Appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us. And as always, everybody, if you like what you're watching or listening to, um, please leave some reviews, some ratings. Head over to iTunes. Leave uh, a comment. Give us a four-star, five-star rating on iTunes. Love to see that. If you've got some questions or topic ideas, feel free to to, to um, send them to me on Twitter or on YouTube comments. Always looking for interesting questions and ideas of, of what viewers want want Music Biz Weekly to talk about. And um, I guess that's it. Until next week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Michael.